Welcome to the official podcast of ToyPhotographers.com, where we talk to photographers from around the globe about turning action figures, Lego, miniatures, and more into fantastic works of art. Okay. Welcome back to the Toy Photographers podcast. Uh, it's been a while, and it feels really good to be back recording and bringing you interesting conversations about that intersection of toys and photography. I'm joined by my good friend, Sabrina, who... Um, has been missing, but we'll get more into that. And let's see what this is. Eight May. We're in May already. Uh, and I will admit that the first few months of the year have been a little uneven, both on the blog and here on the podcast. It's been kind of hard to find our rhythm with everything that's going on in the world. It's too, too many distractions, at least for me. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. So, Sabrina, welcome to the podcast. And how have the last few months been going for you, my dear? Thanks. It's it's good to be back. It's good to be back in the world. I was uh, pretty pretty lost for a while. I guess three months. <laughs> <laughs> been missing in action. I um, I got first of all, I get. I guess I got COVID. We'll just go with it. I got COVID and then I was sick for a while. And then it was just very hard to get back into like a rhythm. I ruined my 365 days um, that I had kind of been going for like th three years now. So it definitely changed. Like the past three months have definitely been a change of from what I had been doing for the past like three years. I, it's just crazy i i mean so much to deal with and i can really understand why you just fell off the map for a while because that that the last couple years i know have been really really hard for you and uh working all the time in healthcare, doing your 365 uh and then just having it literally like you said earlier when we were talking before we got going here hitting that wall so I'm just so glad you're back. Yay. Back. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you for uh, not, not leaving me behind. <laughs> Never. I have this I thing that I tell people when we go out on, when we go out on uh, a so little toy safaris afternoons never leave a toy behind and we also never leave a toy photographer behind never that's sweet but, i didn't uh, forget about you guys while i was gone but i'm so sorry we missed our discussion on red we've had we've had our monthly you know challenges in me we and we had that great one on red it was such a fabulous theme and so many interesting entries that i'm sorry we missed a discussion on that but i'm hoping that maybe we can pick up uh, later this year, do a redo around color. So what do you think? That sounds fun. I learned it's, it's too bad. We missed red because I had learned so much when we, when uh, I, you know, when we had started red. So when we were doing red and like in the middle of the red and then the T hashtag TP underscore, I'm feeling that's kind of like around the time that I was like, I got COVID. And so, um, when we were doing red, I had like learned all this research on like how to do selective editing, and like I was so so like into that that color, like thinking about like what red represents. It could be good, it could be bad, you know, it could be love, be hate, you know, like all those different things that like red represents. And then I was like 
taking I very I felt like I was like really thinking so deeply about like symbolic symbolic use of the color red in the photos I was taking and I'd done some cool reels and I was very excited about it um and so and like when I was looking through all the photos that other people had taken about red there was just a lot of that and so we definitely need to go back and discuss red or any other color because I think when you do take or choose a color you can really do a lot with it yeah yeah you're saying something you're definitely saying something with the color um well let's do some research between now and maybe the second half of the year and figure out a good color that we want to highlight and and this time maybe help explain it to people as we're going because yeah. like you I did a lot of research and had a lot of ideas about what this sim- symbology of color and color theory and how we can bring that into our work since uh, we are storytellers and I keep telling tell myself that that this is all about storytelling and I think that working with color as well as with composition and other our other photo our other photographic tools in our toolbox is can really help make powerful images which I guess that brings us to this last month's challenge which we're talking about which is minimalism which we set for our MeWe community and that's again another interesting tool in our toolbox that we can use to really hone in our viewers attention on the story that we're trying to tell. So should we get into it? Yes, for sure. For sure. Minimalism. I think, yeah, I think definitely with like all these podcasts or like when you look at the blog and people are posting about different types of topics like minimalism or when we did surrealism, these, these are all, or even the colors, like these are all different types of tools that you can add to your photography in order for you to tell better stories or the stories that you want to. So um, definitely do deep dives into each different topic so you can see like, what can I use this for to tell like any other story that I'm taking a photo of? So for minimalism, it's all about the word minimalism. <laughs> it's about going back, taking a step back and simplifying and taking unnecessary details out and just reducing the images to its very simplest form to tell like a story. Yeah. I I had a hard time honestly getting my head, my head wrapped around minimalism and I don't really know why. Cause when I looked it up at the start of the month going, what is minimalism? Cause I'd forgotten my art history. It really got into the graphic nature of, so minimalism was a, uh, an art movement that started around the 1960s. And you can see the earlier precursor to that in the Bauhaus movement and some of the other arts uh, that movements that came before that. And it was really geographic. It was architectural. It was about form over function. And I'm like, and I'm like, and then I hit a wall and I'm like, now how, how does that relate to toy photography? Well, like I couldn't quite make, the leap from the architectural to the emotional when I was thinking about minimalism. So I will admit I struggled. And I think you see that in the images that I posted because I put no thought into them. I just said, oh, I guess that works. (laughs) I don't know. Did you approach it any more thoughtfully than I did? 
did wait did i yeah did, i mean so what does minimalism mean to you other than just you know reducing the image to simple shapes to strengthen the story i mean is there is there more to it than that so i'm not a, first of all i'm like it's like i'm not an expert in minimalism nor do i think that i here i was like to begin with when i was looking up minimalism or like what what does it mean because as you know if you listen to the podcast i'm always like what does it mean <laughs> and then i go down this like giant confusing hole and then at the end of the at the end of the at the end when we start talking about the podcast i may or may not have like dug myself out of the hole with like a an understanding so i'll just say like for me when i i basically i googled minimalism cuz that's usually how i start even if I know something about to the topic, I try and like Google it or look it up on YouTube just to see like, what are people saying about this topic? Like, what does it mean? And then what basically what happened was like how to live a minimalistic life, which is not what we were doing. Um, and so then I just picked images and I kind of looked at overall what what are people what have people posted about what historically have people been saying is minimal like the images that are like minimalism. So it'll always be like lots of negative space, trees in a landscape, but like you can't really see any foreground or background. You just kind of see the tree in the distance or like the shadow. It's a lot of leading lines. It's, but leading lines to like more empty space and then maybe like one subject or um, like lots of shadows and definitely a lot of, like you'll see like photos of a lighthouse like in water, but the water, the seas are like not rough. Yeah, I did a lot of the same looking at it, and it was a lot about the landscape and long exposure, no extraneous detail, yeah. breaking down a landscape or whatever your subject is into geographic forms like a, a beach at an angle. Uh, there was there's definitely a a lot of that very just like simple sky, simple beach, that's it. Maybe one one thing in the background. Yeah. I there was a lot of that too. It was you didn't see a lot of examples with minimalism photography with like people or you right. know m the kind of stuff that we deal with. So it's like, eh, how are we going to make that leap?" So yeah. should we uh I think you'd have to kind of look at specific like street photographer, like people who take street photography, but like the kind where it's usually like a uh, isolated subject or people who would take lots of like silhouette shadowy photos on the street is probably like the closest thing you would get to it. Maybe. Yeah. I think were, if, yeah, the isolated subject really, I think, is what brought it to me, what brought it home to me is how you can bring minimalism into toy photography is how are you yeah. isolating your subject? How are you really uh, removing all the extraneous details and so that your viewer can only is only allowed or is forced to focus on what that main action is or not action, just the the figure. Right. And then, yeah. And then, so what I started with is like to get to a, maybe I'm taking minimalist photos is I kind of like saw like people taking pictures of like street signs. So then I took a Lego street sign photo. 
And then I did, and then I did like a, I took a picture of a tree in the ground and then tried to get rid of like everything else around it. And then like the other thing that I think about when I think about like lots of minimalist photos is like the beginning of space odyssey (laughs) and like, and like astronauts in space with just like little light. So then I put an astronaut next to a tree and I was like minimalism. (laughs) Um, And like, and that kind of got me to a place where I think, okay, maybe I can, maybe I understand it just a little bit more than I did. So, okay. So all the photos that you posted, I think the one that, that you created that was to me, the most minimalist and really brought this home in a nice, I, that really made me, forced me to, to, okay. So let me, let me explain the photo first. Okay. So we've got a horizontal black and white. It's this, it's a very, uh, the color range, the tonal range is very minimal. So it's, it has a, not, not a lot of whites, not a lot of black. So it's a very gray. And then in the bottom left-hand corner, it's a top-down view of a figure walking with a little bit of a shadow behind him. So that's in the left-hand corner. You've got a little Lego figure uh, walking towards the upper right-hand corner, top-down, and you just see just little hands, little shadow. And then in the upper right-hand corner is all it is is a shadow of what appears to be a cross. So you have this gray field figure in the bottom left-hand corner walking towards just a light gray shadow of a cross. And that's it. Nothing else. No vignetting, no strong blacks, no strong whites, very minimalist. And, um, but it's such a powerful image because all I'm left with is a figure and a cross And I, the viewer, have to make all the story, all the connections, and read into it whatever I want. And I absolutely loved it. Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. Because, like, what's crazy about that photo is, like, I I think, was that around Easter? It must have been. Yeah. No, it was totally around Easter. So you had this religious level. You have this this seeking. You have the because uh, a cross has so much meaning depending upon where you are in your own you sure. know religious journey, uh, spiritual journey. We'll go with that. And and so it's like it's a seeking seeker journey, um, faith. I I don't know. Moving towards. Moving away. I, I don't know, distance coming together. I yeah. mean, there's just like, it's like, there's a so- lot. It also looks like an X. Uh, so you can also read it that way. Yeah. Like X if marks the spot. It's the, yeah. It's yeah. just like, also, yeah. So you can't, it is just the shadow of, of a thing that may or may not be a cross or an X. And the, basically, you can kind of see a little bit of shadow on each thing going towards each other or away well i was so i had spent a lot of time on this photo probably more than i normally spend trying to get like a really good shadow on the top right corner and 
Um, the reason the angle is like that is because it was just I've uh I had done this on my table with like a piece of paper and um one light. And I originally was like, I cannot get this with my camera. I tried to use my phone. I ended up not using my phone, but like um at what I think prompted me to do this is I was looking at all the f- minimalist photos that had negative space. And I'm typically the, I typically don't take photos with a lot of negative space. So I was like, I'll just add like a shadow here. Cause it's, if I was like, uh, maybe it needs like one other thing. Cause otherwise you just, there's just a guy walking on like one piece of paper and you can't really see like a whole shadow. Yeah, that would have been like, that would have been like, oh, that's interesting, Sabrina, and moving on. But yeah, I think because adding like the other thing, like the other thing um, definitely adds things for you to think about. Yeah, well, there's a tension between the two corners, and they each have something in it. So you have that tension. And I also because the shadows are both in at the same angle, you have this dynamic symmetry and composition with the two lines. Um, being in parallel to each other but you you we the viewer have to have to make that connection i don't know there's just it's i think it's what minimalism is getting at which is removing all the excess like even if you had done this on a ground where the ground had been textured or if it had been a lego base plate Mm -hmm. or um other shadows around the edges it would not have been as strong a composition so it's, yeah, it, yeah. I think the composition is everything, and then the symbolism just is really backing that up. And what you end up with is is an image that just sort of sticks with you. It's nicely done. Thank you. <laughs> it's it's yeah. Thank you. I. It was a photo that it's a, like it's a photo I'm very proud of. <laughs> Yay. Well, okay, so now, Sabrina, you've you had a you know, a very rough start to twenty twenty whatever year we're in. I don't even know anymore. Yes, so, which is true, and I have definitely taken less photos in the past like three months than I have like obviously in the last two years because I had done a three sixty five for like the last two years, except for like this this one because I, I stopped when I had COVID. I could not keep up with it (laughs) so now you have this so so has your approach to photography changed now that you're taking less photos yeah i think it um doing the 365 was one of those it was very helpful in the sense that you um i think sometimes i think creativity is just um trying different things and the thing about doing a 365 is I was just trying different things every day without any like necessarily thinking about oh why did I choose to do that or um without like much of a plan even though I there is like an overall plan if that makes sense but if when I'm taking less photos I have spent more time thinking about what I want to say in that photo, like for a longer period of time versus like, I grabbed this figure, I grabbed this other figure because I need to take a photo today. If, 
if that makes sense. Because yeah. those are exercises in like being creative. And then if it there's like a challenge, I would still be doing the 365, but I would constantly be thinking about like the color red and like what can I do today for the color red, but taking less time or like less thought about each individual photo on the daily versus like if I only took one a week. I'm, I think that, I mean, while, while there is no upside to getting um, COVID, I'm, (laughs) I'm, I'm glad that it has changed your, your approach to photography. If this is what we're going to see from you, which is just, which is more, more thought and more intention. Oh yeah. (laughs) Just, I, well, this is, I mean, I agree. I, no, I agree with you. I think, I think the 365 originally was, um, if you go back up to the blog, you basically will know that I took the 365 in order to, uh, get over a couple of tragic deaths that happened. Um, and I decided like for the year of 2021, I was going to take one photo a day take 15 minutes of my day to do something fun for me. And then I kind of just kept going and I didn't stop because I just out of habit, I think for the other year, like once I, you know, (laughs) yeah, but now, now the world says, it's just told you Sabrina. Okay. Take a step back. Yes. Take a step back. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, there's no getting over the, the hurt and the and the trauma from those events but yeah there's no recovering from that but i think it's that now is is putting more thought into your images is well that's just my pet peeve what can i say <laughs> like <laughs> and this is why i teach a workshop called creating with intention not creating every day but creating images that you love from a place of authenticity that will hopefully by doing that create images that are powerful that that on both for you as the as a creator but also for your viewers yeah. who look at them that also can connect because you're sharing more of yourself not just a not simply a oh i have to do a photo today which sure. i've seen enough 365s i mean matthew's been on one for like i don't even know how many years but I mean, and he seems to continue to create images that make me stop and go, whoa, which is hats off to him. But for most people, I'm like, usually towards the end, they're just like, I just need to get this done. And you see that. You see it. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. And there's also nothing wrong with not doing a 365. But if you, if you do a 365, like, like, I'm proud of all the photos that I took during the 365 and I definitely learned a lot based on, you know, I learned, I think how, how I learned the how (laughs) or like a way it's like another tool. And then like, now that I've gotten like, Oh, now that I've like every day made a mistake or like figured out a new way or a different thing and like learned like progressively over like the two or three years I was doing the 365 that like now I can take a step back and just use everything that I learned all those days. Yay! With less. Not to end with less. And take a step back and like be a minimalist now that you've just dumped everything on the table. Now you can be like, oh, this is just what I need. Yeah. Now you now you can go, okay, maybe today I'm gonna think about surrealism or today I'm gonna like 
you know, yeah. I'm going to do a few few photos along this line, or I'm going to, you know, I'm kind of like thinking, this is kind of an interesting thought. And then you can mold them over and then see where they take you. Yeah, don't worry yeah. about, like, your feed being aesthetically, like, pleasing or matching or, like, that you're doing something that's, like, way different from your from like who you are because it's all you again let's go back to the thing where i was like yeah it's all you yeah it is all you you just learn all the time and then apply it to the different things that you're doing and if you if you do these challenges or any other challenges um you can apply all the other things that you've learned to tell the story in that vein and then when you learn or take stuff away from one topic then you can bring it to the other ones Yes, exactly. It's, it's we're hoping that people will take away from these challenges one more tool in their toolbox that they can use, and maybe do two or three photos for the challenge, and then do whatever else they want. Yeah, and have a good time and create images that you love from your heart, because and from the changes that are forthcoming, I'm sure with whatever social platform you're on, you might as well because no one's going to see them, but you and your closest friends anyway. So, (laughs) (laughs) but I digress. I don't want to go down that road because it's just depressing. Yeah. When you were talking about yours though, why did you think that you weren't taking minimalist photos? Cause like on a lot of the ones you posted, you were like, I don't know if this is minimalism or not. (laughs) Like, is there a reason why you thought that they weren't? Because I, when I took the photos, I think I took three and I only posted and two, ended up posting two of them in MeWe, which okay. is stupid because the one I like the most isn't even in there. Uh, <laughs> I did it. I was not thinking about minimalism at all. It wasn't even a blip on my map. All three of them were taken at the little tiny uh, photo meetup we had down in the Redwood Forest hosted by mm-hmm. the lovely Steph, still like my thriller. Shout out to her and her amazing podcast. Um, all three of them were just because of the situation I was in and the, and the environment. And I really wanted the figure to be figure ground. And that was it. And all three of them ended up being that way. And I didn't go in them and going, Oh, I need to do a minimalist photo. How do I do that? I mean, I, I had a bunch of ideas for at home in my studio, these, you know, I have this amazing white Darth Vader now in Lego, which is super cool. And I'm like, Oh, white on white and just make it super, you know, minimalist that way. But I never got around to it because it's just like, this, not me. So I ended up with these ones and I guess they are minimalist for you, for me. And based on what I learned watching those YouTube videos yesterday (laughs) (laughs) a little late to the party on that one. Uh, They are minimalist and and I'm quite happy with them. They are. I think sometimes you just like, you can like go back through if you think that you aren't taking minimalist, go back through and kind of see if you have taken them before. I think that's also important. Like see what kind of things you have done in the past that maybe apply like Matthew did like he said that he posted less minimalist photos like for minimalism than he has even though like he has taken a lot I think he posted like throughout from his 365 like a bunch of photos that were all minimalist 
Yeah. And when I think about minimalist photographers, I can't think of anybody more minimalist in their approach to photography than Matthew. Uh, and, and I think it's because he puts so much space around his figures that they, even though they might be very small within the, the figure ground relationship yeah. is it it's, you can't help but focus on that figure in this amazing way. And yeah, yes. you're just, you're lost in his landscape and it could be a HO figure uh, in, I don't know, wherever he ends up taking his photos um, somewhere out there in this crazy landscape. And, and it's, yeah. you're just surrounded by texture and you're surrounded by, by light. You're surrounded by uh, whatever it is, but it's always very simple in its presentation. Yeah. I think what I learned about minimalism too, is that like a really a toy, a, like my approach to toy photography is you can do it anywhere <laughs> with anything as lot. So like in that way, that's like a very simple, like minimalistic, like idea. And in the, like, I just need a figure or like a accessory. And if I put it somewhere, like, you know, that can be a photo and that's like very minimalistic. And then like, I think the difference between that thought and then maybe what is actually like a minimalistic photo would be the, how you compose it. Yeah. It, it really does rely a lot on composition more so than any of the other um, challenges that we've done. What I did learn is that you can do this either in a studio or outdoors. You're, it's not your, you can do either one equally successfully, but if you're doing it indoors, you, you have to make some serious choices about what you're leaving in and what you're leaving out. There's more intention. Yeah. I think when you're outdoors, it's easy to put a a toy somewhere and just by backing up enough, you're giving space around it or finding a, a place with very little distractions either. And puddles are great for that. Um, beaches, anything where you have a wide vista, but when you're in a studio, there's a, you, I guess you have to do more with lighting or yeah, or maybe more angle. thought behind it. I definitely realized that when I was taking the one with the paper, <laughs> because I was in my kitchen and you, there were definitely tons of like kitchen appliances everywhere, but like you cannot, obviously you cannot tell in the photo cause it just looks, but like, but there was just like a lot of other stuff going around it. And I think if I took the photo from the view that you've seen, you would be like, there's just way too much distraction around. It's like what you're, what you're looking at. So take a look at what your camera sees or what you see in the camera. Yeah. In the action figure community, I was, we had this discussion as well, which is like the, the the algorithm is so funky and it's so over the map. There's no transparency to it. You have no idea what you're seeing. So it's hard to get a, a, a big picture on trends within the toy photography community. But the action figures, photos that I see the most of tend to be very complex, a lot of dioramas, a lot of details, a lot of Easter yeah. eggs. There's just, there's just a lot going on. And in that that 0.05 second that that picture is on my phone, I'm never going to see or pay attention to all that detail. Mm -hmm. So it's almost as if, I mean, honestly, let's face it, minimalism is much more 
conducive to social media because you can make your point instantly and people are going to get it and connect with it rather than having to sit and look and appreciate. There's no appreciation in social media photos, right? In my opinion. Sure. Uh, yeah, I think I don't know. I was like, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know what to I, like. I didn't know how to respond to that, but but yeah, I think there's so much now, and with like algorithms changing, and you're just very much inundated with a lot of stuff, and there's a lot of things going on in the world. Um, we'll just leave it at that. There's just like a lot uh, bombarding yourself, and like that, it can be very overwhelming. I, when I was looking up all the other people's photos for this, it was very hard for me to just even find them. Um, I was, and I remember seeing like the different types of the different photos, but like, it was very hard, very hard to find. Um, And so, but I think the difference is like, there aren't as many people posting photos, like toy photos that are minimalist. So when you do see them, you are taken like back just yeah. just based on just because of the subject or just because of how it's taken you are like whoa there's one thing here but it's awesome yeah <laughs> like, so let's talk about some of those awesome photos that were yeah. in the community because there were some really i think beautiful images that are that were just really beautiful photography definitely so yeah what, for what, sure what was some of your favorites I so so like the very first one I saw was like Benjamin Tans, which it's literally just the one Lego dot, the white single dot Lego brick on a white background. That was the first the first photo I saw of this challenge, and I was like, "It's minimalism! Like, like you really can't go any more minimalistic than one one piece of a thing on a white background." And we have to, we will have to shout out to Benjamin because his image won everyone's uh, vote and is now our banner, our banner image in the community because you're right. It was like, it was like, okay, he won and everyone knew it as soon as it was posted. (laughs) I mean, it was like, and that was like one of the first ones I think that I, that I definitely saw it. I was like, I don't know how to be more minimalistic than this. Like it was like amazing and soul crushing at the same time. <laughs> it was just, it was just so good. Like I was like, oh, nailed it. Like, yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like the classic architecture. You've got the white on white, so you're and you have the one subject, so you're just really for, forced to focus. It is the building block of all Lego. Um, you know, just the whole the whole Lego ecosystem, right? Just one single dot in white on a white background, beautifully photographed. I mean, it's 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 a high key. It's it's all of it. So yeah, it's like, all right, Ben, you won. Now what are we gonna do? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, where do you go from here? But actually, all the other photos that you see after are also yeah, they were also minimalist. They're also great. I mean. And they also are on point. It's yeah, just point. like a different type of, it's different subjects. So they're telling different stories. 
and they're telling different stories in like a different way that's more like another type of minimalism yeah like i one that comes to mind that i thought was really really nice that i think everyone was like whoa um which is also an image that just stopped us all on our tracks was stephanie drake's uh low key very low keys it was all yeah. black but it was all it is is the frame horizontal i'm gonna have to try to explain this one a little bit it's horizontal black but all you see is the high is a rim light outlining the top of Minnie mouse's ears and bow and that's it it's just part of the ears and part of the bow outlined with this beautiful rim light and it is a very dark image. It's literally just the outline of the top of Minnie Mouse's head. And it was amazing how minimalist that was and how instantly recognizable yeah. it was. Yeah. It, you see it and you know it's Minnie Mouse, but all you're seeing is like the top of her head. Yeah. So again, it's like you got a uh, very little color, very simple composition, very art, uh, architectural in its presentation of the figure and beautifully executed. I mean, it was like a stunning photo. It was so yeah. nice. I'm like, how did you do that? Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you literally did the one where it's like, I know exactly who, what silhouette that is like immediately. And like, to me, that's awesome. Like it, when you, when you can do, when you can get a something where it's like you can't really see much of anything else, but you know what it is. It's though that like to me, that's like, oh, you also nailed it. It's like when you do two emojis and everyone's like, I know what movie that is. Like, yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, it was great. And then the, the fact that the you got the ears, this is like the architectural part was so great. It was like you got this just those half like um, like parentheses around the outside of the bow. Yeah. And the bow is looks like an M, the way it's just the red, a little bit of the red. Oh, that's true. Line. It does do that. It just like it's like it's, and then and then the caption, mini Melism. I'm sorry. That was yeah. too funny. You got <laughs> a pun in there. That's and true. She, I know. Like, yeah, nailed nailed it on all levels, plus uh, the caption. I <laughs> <laughs> the best of toy photography uh, yes yeah keep us it's laughing just i love it i love it yeah so what were some of the other ones that you like because i got a whole list here there were so many good ones so you pick one tomac did a, a bunch of very cool photos that um but let me just say that the story is like because i had seen so many tree photos <laughs> Because I had seen so many like minimalistic tree photos in like a background, but then I had also seen all these other photos of like things in the ground that like Tomek did like a photo of like a t like a dinosaur. I think it's a triceratops head uh, in the ground in front of a tree with like a blue sky, and um, I was like, oh, that's. That's two things that are, like, to me, I think of when I think about minimalism. It's, it's basically, like, the same idea where I was, like, astronaut, tree, minimalism. And so, like, for me, I was, like, yeah, Tomek probably did similar research to me. and was, like, tree, something in the ground, like, in the sand, in the desert, negative space, minimalism. 
Well, okay, so that does bring up a really good point about taking advantage of those cliches that are out there when you are looking at creating one of these challenges is what else is especially the photo ones is what else is out there what is the yeah this the the stories what are what are those symbols that people have used over and over again that you can connect with in your own way that will make that immediate connection to your viewer and the lone tree in a barren landscape definitely falls into that category yeah while each individual thing in itself by itself in a photo would make it minimalism i think like both of them together like it just just like here's the definition yeah (laughs) if if, like if like the other two were like minimalism because there's like just one thing in it like shadow light white one dot then this would be like if you see something in a landscape alone with negative space that's minimalism so that like to me that's like this is what i think about when i think about minimalism so like that's what that reminded me of oh no yeah i could totally see how you would connect with that uh, my my question to tomek which i probably shouldn't ask ask him because he cannot answer is uh why what was his thinking about not separating the foreground from the background figures and putting a little space between them so that there was created some additional tension in Mm. the image between the dead tree and the dead figure or the you know the dice the the dinosaur skeleton and the dead tree in the background i think that would have been really interesting to create some tension there which is where minimalism really shines is when you can do that um, so like Chris Whitlow's photo, which we're huge fans of Chris's work here at the blog, mm-hmm. um, all of his yeah. forced perspective and his work with dinosaurs, but he, I don't even know what size figure it is, but a little tiny, maybe HO figure in the snow in the bottom right hand corner, it's a vertical image. So you have some nice depth going into the back of the frame, but you have a little photographer in a wide stance in the bottom right-hand corner with this camera up photographing. And in the distance is a dead velociraptor lying in the snow. So you just have two figures in this white on this white field. And there's yep. this interesting tension that happens between these two that you, that you as a viewer, I do, I go back and forth between the two. And what is the relationship between the photographer and this fallen dinosaur and what happened before and and then also what happens next so it's a it's a really interesting slice of time as yeah. well as uh this this minimalist photo with that you're only at the only can do is focus on that photographer and what's going on mm-hmm. so does that make sense between the two what i'm, yeah. what I'm talking about on that tension yeah yeah like the distance. Yeah, but there's so many, so many good photos. And just reminding me how much, how much I love a photos that really focus on the figure and what's going on and that emotional, intimate moment. Sure. Yeah. Like um, uh, Tobias and the, like Spider-Man. Oh, really? You like that one too? It's Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You want to describe it? No, you, you well, so like. The, here's the thing is like there were uh, like other people had done like ones where like things come out of shadows like where um 
because the other thing about minimalism is like when you're looking at like self, like portraits when they're talking about minimalism portraits it's always like those like dark with like a little light and like things things coming out of the shadow maybe but like yeah that one is somebody you just see a hand reaching out to spider-man and it's like black and white which a lot of i think minimalist photos are but they don't necessarily have to be black and white but i think it does help you take a step back what was nice about the Tobias image is it as another vertical he did a whole series of those portraits like you were talking about of just yeah the figure, uh, a dark figure emerging from the black background and just beautifully lit, very soft in the in the tonality of the black and white. And those were all amazing. But what I liked about this one was it's a vertical and in the lower right-hand corner uh, in, that, in that quadrant, there's a hand that's a black sleeve and just the white of the hand. And then beyond that, your sight goes to Spider-Man's hand that's reaching towards this hand. And there's this gap of, of quite a bit between the two. And then you, you keep going back into the frame and you see the rest of Spider-Man as he sort of dissolves into the black background. So you have these this figure emerging out of the black, out of this abyss, reaching towards this hand and who's rescuing who here. And again, it's that, right. that tension between these two figures. And you again, that story, what happened before, what happened after, where is it going? And you are privy to only this one brief moment in time. There's one by the gray cleric he did that's just like, San, like Santa's hat uh -huh. and like a Santa bag. <laughs> It's in the dark, and, like, you just see the two... You basically just see, like, Santa's hat, and then, like, his the, like, the gift bag. And it's, everything else is in the dark, or, like, everything else around it is black, and then those two things are the only thing that's highlighted, like, with color. But everything else around it is dark. And so, like, that's one where you... There's no figures in it at all, and it's just, like things that represent something yeah you're getting down to the essence the, mm -hmm. the, the what what is that symbol and what does it mean and what is our relationship to that symbol christmas in april <laughs> <laughs> it should always be christmas in april what you, what the, the, the caption says it's is it it's not too early <laughs> Uh, Christmas, I I always yeah, that that is so true because I always think around Christmas time is why do we have all this joy and good feeling reserved for only like four to six weeks out of the year, you know, depending upon how long you celebrate, getting ready for it and all that. But it's it's like why can't we have that sort of mentality all year long? Maybe we can. Well, we should. Well, I, we will have these images that we talked about and so many more up on the blog. So hopefully you will check that out because they'll all be there and take a look at it. And maybe we can all bring a little bit more of this minimalist idea into our images and, and get, get to a place where the story rises above all the all that all that stuff that we it's so easy to just want to put more and more and more and more into your photo 
That's because true. we have all these fun accessories and we have all these cool toys and we have all these things we want to show them off. We want to like, it's just so much fun. And yeah. it's like, but how, how does that serve your story? Yeah. I think for me or just in general, it's, I like it when I can take something that's really minimalistic and it's also very hard for me to like add fire or like do any of the things where there's just like a lot of stuff in the frame because I don't necessarily have a lot of stuff or have a lot of time to like spray water or, or like uh, throw dirt. And so like, I think for me, it's like minimalism is something where I can feel like oh, maybe I could eat, get there easily or get there easier if I just take a little bit more time to take more of a step back or really think about what I need in the photo to tell a certain story or, um, you know, and a lot of times when I'm doing these challenges, I will look and I'll Google, like I said, but I'll also like watch a lot of things on YouTube about filmmakers that have that sort of aesthetic so that I can see it visually in a medium that's moving. If, if that makes sense, like, um, for minimalism, I just like watched Fargo. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like, uh, like just to see like, oh, here, like, you know, I watched, I watched Fargo because like, uh, like Roger Deakins, like in that movie Fargo is like most of the scenes and the shots are very minimal. Like a lot of the, you know, when he's in the snow, like those kind of things, those are all very minimalism. And I was like, it's not snowing right now, so I can't go to the, <laughs> I guess I have to just do desert trees. But like, um, I think it's like maybe less, like for minimalism, less is more. And sometimes you don't need to worry about all of the more. Yeah. You can I, do a lot with less. And I think don't you, forget that. Yeah. This is a great takeaway. And, and, and your comment about how there's, there, I think there is a lot of pressure to add smoke and dirt and fire to an image and special effects and practical effects and, and dioramas and et cetera, et cetera. And maybe that stuff is not at your disposal. You do not have access to it or you don't feel comfortable doing it, that there is this whole other way of photographing toys that, can be just as powerful and and will stop people in their tracks and will tell amazing stories by stripping away that baggage and isolating the figure and really focusing your viewer on the story and the subject that you're trying to tell and showcase so yeah there's room for all kinds of toy photography in the community don't so much yeah just just more even though i was just talking about less um (laughs) more friends is always great yeah you can do whatever it is that makes you happy because that's what this is all about this is a low stakes hobby where having fun and enjoying yourself and making yourself laugh, being pleased with your results is that is the most important thing. And you should, if this is just one more tool in your toolbox to create images that are a little bit more sparse, maybe if you get in the habit of it, maybe they'll even be easier to do. You have no idea, but um, hope to see a few more minimalist photos in my feed. Me too. Bring it on. Yeah. <laughs> well, 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 while you're at it, while we're thinking about it. So our next challenge is already, it's already going on. Um, it's the month of mashups. So 
Basically, we want to see photos that cross at least two different IPs. And if you don't know what an IP is, it's a intellectual property. And you got to mash them up into one image. And whatever you choose, whatever you do, it's up to you. It's like, have at it. The world is yours. Yeah, well, this is where toy photography, in my opinion, really shines. Yes. Because you can make photos where... It's just the most random characters are operating in the same universe and no one's going to bat an eye because that's just what you do. You can, like, what did I have? I had raptors running after man, the Mandalorian and uh, Grogu. I mean, just mash up whatever you want in the craziest uh, photos, bring two different, just get into your toy box and go, hmm. I wonder what Pikachu is going to look like if he's with uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. How does that play out? I don't know. What story can I tell? Yeah. Go back to when you were a kid and you just threw all your toys on the floor and were like smashing them together. Exactly. It's a it's a month to be silly. Yeah, so it's hashtag TP underscore IP mash. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> we can't come up with any better uh, hashtag. So, yeah. <laughs> You know, go Hulk IP smash. Just kidding. Yeah. It's hashtag, again, it's hashtag TP underscore IP mash. And um, I decided that like, because I haven't done one yet, that I was just going to like put all my stuff in a plastic bag and shake it. Okay. I can't wait to see what comes out of that one. <laughs> and then like, and then like dump a couple of toys out and then whatever happens, happens. <laughs> so it's like the magic eight ball version of uh, doing toy photography. Right? It's like a blind bag. Oh, but, that's it. Yeah. But it'll be a blind bag where I've just like randomly thrown stuff in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can't wait to see what you do. And I can't wait to see what other people do. So uh, we're going to see it if you're posted in Eat Me We uh, with, the, uh, with the tag TP underscore IP mash. If you Post it to Instagram. You might want to tag Sabrina or myself because with the algorithm and all the changes that are going on on that particular platform, we may not see it. So, yep. um, so that's yeah. at Shelly Corbett and at the Perry Lego Adventures. So yeah. you can tag us if you decide to, um, if you're posting your photos on Instagram. Um, and we're both also on Facebook. Barely. <laughs> Barely, Barely, but we're there. <laughs> Barely, but we're there. So if like you happen to post there, I mean, you can always let us know that it's there too. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll find it. Yeah. Uh, God, we'll Sabrina, find it. so good to have you back. I'm, I'm really so glad, glad you're feeling better. Really glad to be back. Really. We missed you. It's been you. fun. I missed you too. <laughs> and I missed everyone else too. Uh, everyone wants to just hear me like, Go down the deep giant rabbit hole. <laughs> Come on. <again. laughs> I think this next one you're going to have a very hard time going down the rabbit hole because this next month, the one we're in right now, is just being silly. You're and right. I just, you know, the world I feel like is a dumpster fire per usual, and um, I just want to laugh. So um, let's just have some fun. Yeah, and I mean, more power to you if you use like one of the other podcasts as like element of your smash oh yeah uh, <laughs> of your see, mash. surrealism mashups go for yeah. it yeah, minimalism for sure. do for red. go for it yeah red 
a song. Just go for it. I, I'm, I'm here for it. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening to the Toy Photographers Podcast. This is Sabrina Perry and Shelly Corbett signing out. See you guys all next month. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you want more episodes or articles about toy photography, visit us at toyphotographers.com. The best way to connect with us on social media is on MeWe. Search for toyphotographers.com or find the link in the show notes. If MeWe is not your thing, visit us at Facebook, Toy Photographers, or on Twitter, at Toy Photo Blog, or on Instagram, at underscore Toy Photographers underscore. Thanks again for listening. 